Hi, I'm so glad that you're here today. We're going to continue to talk about what we were talking about yesterday. And we're going to call this Doing Life as if Jesus isn't coming. So you can consider this part two. Let's acknowledge Jesus. Jesus, we thank you for telling us that we're not ready, telling us what's going to happen before it's going to happen, giving us that inkling of the time being very, very soon. So we just love you. We acknowledge you. We praise you. We give you all the glory today. Teach us. Teach us, Jesus. We love you and praise you. And so reading in Matthew 24, we're talking about, and then the end will come. But first, Jesus has to get some some things straightened out with us. And so he's saying in Matthew 24, what we're looking at today is, but of that exacting hour, no one knows, not even the angels of heaven, nor the Son of Man, but only the Father knows. For just as in those days before the flood, they were eating and drinking, and men getting married, women giving over in marriage, until the very day when Noah went into the ark. And they did not know or understand until the flood came and swept them all away. So will be the coming of the Son of Man. It'll just be a shock. But you know what? No one knew. No one knew. God told him in seven days it will rain. God told him what to do before. He, he gathered two of each animal. They prepared. They made a boat. They were getting ready. At that time, two men will be in the field. One will be taken and one will be left. Two women will be grinding at the mill and one will be taken, one will be left. Watch therefore, give strict attention, be cautious and active, for you do not know the day or the hour when the Lord is coming. So Jesus is reminding us, of course, we don't know the day or the hour, but he's warning us, he's giving us clues that the time is near. He is about to come. And for those who don't know, it'll be a surprise, it'll be a shock. Jesus is here. We're not ready. We didn't get ready. And those of us who are Christians, it'll be a shock to us because we didn't share that Jesus is coming. Even by our our life, living as if he's on his way, getting ready. What are you doing? Well, I'm getting ready for Jesus. Well, should I be getting ready too? Yeah, you should be getting ready for Jesus. There's so much to do. And you know, yesterday... We we're talking about if you knew he was coming the next day. But you know what? That is not enough time. The next day is not enough time. But of course, if you knew he was coming the next day, you'd freak out. You wouldn't cut the grass. You'd drop that remodeling. You would try to quick get it together. But you still couldn't all in one day. And that's why he's telling us ahead of time. That's why he's telling us now. You know, you got to make the boat. You got, you got to collect all the animals. You have to put on this show for me. He was building that ark, and people are walking by and walking by, and yet not acknowledging what Noah was telling them. It's going to rain. There's going to be a flood. We're getting ready, which is what we should be doing today. If you call yourself a Christian, you need to tell people Jesus is coming. The earth is going to burn. You have to get ready. But instead, we're doing what they did. We're doing life as usual, as if Jesus isn't coming and Jesus is coming. And even though we don't know the day or the hour, as no one knew, 
If you're following after the Spirit, you know it's so soon that, as I said yesterday, it's going to be, it's just going to make you sick to see people wasting time watching TV, shopping because of boredom. Oh, I'm bored. I guess I'm going to go shopping. Hey, if you're bored, go do the work. Go do the work. Jesus said, if you believe, you're going to do what I was doing. Go do the work. So, you know, and another thing, you know, if you're bored, start imagining your loved ones when the trumpet blows and them saying, why didn't you tell me? I didn't know. Why didn't you tell them? Are we so intimidated by the world that we're just not telling them Jesus is coming and we're just ignoring it ourselves? We don't even know. We don't know. Anything you put before Jesus is even going to keep you from knowing. It's going to keep you from knowing. You know, they spend their lives worrying about what they're going to eat, what they're going to drink, and what they're going to wear. And if we spend our lives worrying about what we're going to eat, what we're going to drink, and what we're going to wear, we're going to be doing all these other silly things and be in the dark, not even knowing that Jesus is at, is at the door, ready to open it, and you, you will perish. If you're not ready, you'll perish. He said, watch and pray. That means be waiting for him, be looking for him, do his work. Right? He said, if you believe you're going to do what I was doing, tell them, go tell my people I'm coming to get ready, to repent. You can't do that overnight. Well, I suppose you can. You can repent overnight. But what he's talking about is being on the watch. If you knew a thief was coming, he said, you'd be right there to stop him. If you really knew and believed Jesus was coming, you'd be right there to be ready. You would be ready. And how do you get ready? You don't just say, I believe I'm ready. I'm going to heaven. But you follow Jesus. You do what he tells you to do. You go where he tells you to go. You say what he tells you to say. So, you know, when you know he's coming, it changes your life. When you know he's coming, you don't live how you lived before. And when you know he's coming, it's because he made it clear to you. Noah was listening to God. Many of us pretend, okay, I know that, being a hearer of the word and not a doer isn't knowing. You, you got to do what you heard. You got to do what you heard. What you heard Jesus say. Did you hear Jesus say anything to you? Were you on your knees this morning? Did he say? Did he confirm? Did he give you something to do? Did he tell you not to worry about what you're going to eat, what you're going to drink, and what you're going to wear? There's more important things to life than that. But I have something I need you to do. Did he tell you, don't waste your time doing that? Come out from among those who are wasting time, who won't listen. Listen. 
who are being religious. The other day I was talking to a man, and um, when his wife came up, he said, oh, this is a religious person. And I said, I'm really not religious at all. Because religious people, they know it, but they don't do it. It's not real to them. They know the word, but they don't do the word because it hasn't come alive to them. Maybe you, you've never been desperate enough to call out to Jesus for something and let him make himself real to you. Because That's how it happened for me. I mean, first of all, I guess, yeah, in every circumstance, I was desperate. I needed him. And it brought me up higher and higher and higher. And it taught me to depend on him more and more and more. I'm relying on him. If I don't have him, I can't figure it out. Well, I could do what you're doing and try to figure it out. Try to get the right answers and miss eternal life. You know, so many people are so comfortable here and, and they've provided for themselves and they made their way and um, they got it all figured out. They don't need Jesus. In fact, many are rich in possessions. But what happens on that day if you never met Jesus, if you didn't get ready? Eternal damnation has no comfort like you have now. And what you have now is just temporary comfort. It's not going to last. It's not going to last everything here. If you didn't know, the earth is going to burn. And you need to tell your family and your friends. And maybe you're saying, well, I don't want to scare them. Well, you know what? I'd rather scare them than them lose their, uh, than them not have eternal life with Jesus. I got scared, and, and I got it together real quick. Jesus was frustrated with me. He said that. And I got it together real quick because he showed me that if I didn't completely submit to him, commit to him, I would not have eternal life. What I'm doing now, he asked me to do, and I didn't want to do it. Matthew 7, 21 through 23, Not everyone who calls me Lord will enter into the kingdom of heaven, but those who do the will of my Father. But Lord, we did this, we did that. I could say, but Lord, you know, I did it for a little while. But, you know, and, and what about all that persecution? And, you know, I don't, I don't want to be in front of a camera. You know, so it's okay, I did some of it, huh? I was going to say no. When you do the will of the Father, you do it all. You don't want to hear him say, away from me, I never knew you. That's why I'm doing this video for him, because he loves you. And he doesn't want to have to say, away from me, I never knew you, you who practice lawlessness. He loves you. It's not his will that you would perish. Well, I'm a Christian. I'm ready. If you're a Christian and you're ready, then I would be very, very surprised. Because to be ready, you have to constantly get up and do the will of the Father, and grow in what that will is. Because he only gives you a little taste at a time. He doesn't give you more than you can handle. So every day he's going to expect more and more and more from you. I can tell you that from experience. Well, I thought this was good enough. No. 
I don't think it would get any worse than this. No, you were wrong. Your faith is going to be challenged more and more and more. And if we were ready, Jesus would be here. He said he hasn't come yet because we're not ready. We need to repent and get ready. I should read that. Second Peter 3, 9, the Lord does not delay. He's not tardy or slow about what he promises, according to some people's conception of slowness. But he is long-suffering, externally patient toward you, not desiring that any should perish, but all should turn to repentance. The day of the Lord will come like a thief. And when the heavens will vanish, the heavens will vanish and, the, and pass away with a thunderous crash, and the material elements of the universe will be dissolved with fire, and the earth and the works that are upon it will be burned. Since all these things are in the process of being dissolved, what kind of person ought to be? In the meanwhile, consecrated in holy behavior, devote in godly qualities, while you wait and earnestly long for and expect the coming of the day of the Lord, by reason of which the flaming heavens will be dissolved, and the material elements of the universe will flare and melt with fire. But we look for the new heavens and the new earth, a new promise. So, beloved, since you are expecting these things, be eager to be found by him at his coming without spot or blemish, and at peace and serene confidence, free from fears and agitating passions of moral conflicts. It's not as well that one should perish. And so the word that he's saying today to us is, it should bother you that your loved ones don't know him. He said that we should be talking to him, watching and praying, and teaching them the same thing. If they're not watching and praying, if we're not watching and praying, we're not going to make it. He's going to come and we're not going to be ready. Now, some people have said to me, well, I believe that God is going to save us anyway. The word doesn't say that. That's your opinion. And if you live by your opinion, then you're being religious. Then you're like the Pharisees. And you're exalting your opinion above the true knowledge of God. Look at the word and apply it. Do all of his will. You can't just believe some of it and not all of it. Are you, he will say, I didn't know you. You who practice all of this. But we did some of it. We cast out demons in your name. We did this in your name. But you didn't do all of it, apparently. His will is, his, is who he is. You can't do part of God and then live with the other part of you serving the enemy. It doesn't work that way. So he's going to say, I didn't know you. And we know the enemy comes dressed as an angel of light, so he's going to come and try to imitate God and make you think it's okay. It's okay. You don't have to tell them. You know, what, what intimidates us so much that we can't tell people that we're so quiet about our faith? Why are we listening to the enemy give us all these excuses why we don't have to? We don't want to scare them. We don't want to push them away. They need to know the truth. When Jesus comes, they're going to say, why don't you tell me? Why didn't you tell me? Why didn't you make it clear that if I don't know Jesus, that I'm going to perish? I'm going to have everlasting death. Why didn't you tell them? We need to tell them. 
And if you don't tell them, you're not doing his will. And you as well, the word says, will perish. If you're not doing his will, you will perish. He, he loves all of his children the same. He doesn't say, ah, oh, you don't have to do this. Oh, you do. He's not playing games. Revelation 3.20. He's knocking at the door of your heart. That's where it begins. He's calling you. Can I come and live on the inside of you? Will you follow me? Then ask me, and I'll come. Let's ask him. Let's ask him. Are you ready to commit to him? Let's do that. Jesus, we commit to you. We thank you and praise you. We're asking you to come and live on the inside of us. We're going to commit to do your will and not our will. We're not going to live by our opinion, but we're going to live by your word. It doesn't matter what we think because it's not right. Help us to be strong and courageous, to be committed to you. We can't do anything without you, of course. Our part is to come to you, saith the Lord. He's saying that. Come to me, sit at my feet. I will tell you secrets. I will tell you the mysteries of the kingdom of God. I will empower you to do my will. I will send you out to do my will. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Well, that was cool. Thank you, Jesus. Also, Revelation 3.19 says, I correct those that I love. And so you got to be willing to correct him, to to let him correct you. Revelation 3.19, I correct those that I love. Revelation 3.20, I'm knocking at the door of your heart. Can I come in? Can I correct you? Can I show you the way? I want you to have eternal life. It's not my will that one should perish. You're going to have an inkling. No one knew. He knew God was coming. He didn't know the day or hour, but he got ready. And then right before, God said in seven days, you know what he didn't know? That God was going to forget about him for five months. And God did because he was grieving. That all those people, all his children perished. And why did God do this to begin with all the evil on the earth? And he's going to get rid of the evil again. The earth is going to burn. But he doesn't want you to perish. And I believe he's grieving now, even ahead of time, before he has to do what he has to do to save the innocent, to save those who love him, who are following him, to save the children who are suffering, being abused. Thank you so much for listening today. God bless you.